All right, folks. Hello and welcome back to the We Didn't Peak podcast. It's me, Chance Nichols, your host. Who the fuck else would it be? Seriously, did you guys think it was going to be somebody else? What? I I apologize for starting that way. I I um I got a lot of hate in my heart. I got a lot of anger uh, that I'm working through, but I am working through it. And at the end of the day, that's what's most important, I think. Uh, most of that hate was directed directly toward, or directed, for fuck's sake, me. Sorry, I didn't sleep well last night. I had one of those nights, has this ever happened to y'all, where I would like, I was having like a stress dream, and I kind of forced myself awake, and I was like, holy shit, that was awful. <sighs> and I would close my eyes, and immediately, like I would immediately drop back into a different stress dream. And for those of you that don't that don't have like these stress dreams, it's like hyper reality, like like it, they're very real dreams. It's it's not like you know cartoon world or or like fucking oh I can fly like type dreams. It's like you're dreaming as if you're in your actual life, going through an actual day. And literally every single thing is going wrong. Like one of my dreams was I was trying to park my car and people just kept at the last second swooping in out of nowhere and taking every parking spot I found. And I would, I would go to back up into a spot and there'd be an obstruction there or I would bump something with my car and scratch it. Just shit like that. Well, the other one is like I, I had a dream that I was supposed to go do a show in a different city and I land in the city and... I am trying to type in to the rental cars, like, like, uh, or in, into my phone in the in the rental car. I'm trying to tap in to my phone's GPS, like the address of the venue, and it just won't come up. It just won't. Like, I just don't know where this place is, and so I go to like this restaurant, and I'm asking everybody. I'm like, hey, do you know where this comedy play? Like, do you know? Where, where I'm supposed to go, and everyone there's being like real coy and dumb and weird and like not giving me an answer, and one of them steals my watch. I don't even wear a watch. Like, what is my fucking... I, I just need to sleep more, I think. I think my body, is try, my body and my mind are conspiring against me. But I won't listen to either of them, because I ain't afraid of nobody, not even myself. Uh, folks, the Oakland... Sorry, Las Vegas Raiders... Well, they fucked up a little this week, I'll be honest. They fucked up. They they came into the big dog's house and tried to pee on his bone a little bit. What? You're going to try to piss all over the big dog's bone? Well, we saw what fucking happened. 48 to 9 was the final score against the uh, Kansas City Football Chiefs. That is the biggest margin of victory in the history of that rivalry. In the history of the... They got their asses whooped historically yesterday. It was also a Scorigami, which is... Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's this great Twitter account called... Like, I think it's just called Scorigami, where a Scorigami is when a score happens in an NFL game that has never happened before. Like a final score that has never... Uh, never been done before. So, like, you have your like average final scores, which is like fourteen to seven, or like like multiples of seven or whatever, multiples of three with touchdowns. Um, but this one was a totally unique score. There had never ever been an NFL game that ended with a final score of forty eight to nine. So, like, fuck you, Raiders. Like, fuck you, statistically. Fuck you, literally. Fuck you in in every fucking way. They came out onto 
the field at Arrowhead, and I'm sure you all have seen this because it's being played everywhere because it's hilarious. And they tried, they did like a team meeting on the arrow, like on the logo, like at the center of, of the field on the Arrowhead, like logo thing. And they're like being like, oh, this is like, oh, this is our house. <laughs> and then they proceeded to get their asses whooped in a way that it, it was as if the Chiefs were playing a JV team from Iowa or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was awesome. I'm very happy about it. Um, not a whole lot going on this week, uh, I think. So we'll have an episode next week, and then we're going to, I believe, take the week off for the holiday. Very sorry, but also, it's the holidays. What are you going to do? Go listen to some other podcast. Um, so yeah, yeah. But uh, we are approaching the end of the year, and that's very exciting. Uh, thank you all for listening, for downloading, for subscribing, doing all the things that I ask you to do. Uh, you're very good listeners, so that is very sweet of you. Uh this week, I will be seeing uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, and goddamn, am I excited about that. I am a big superhero dork, and this is the uh, last episode that you'll hear before I see that movie, which is, by all accounts, gonna really shake up the whole fucking world, I guess? Like, I I think the marketing for that movie is literally, like, Marvel standing there and looking directly at the camera. It's as if Kevin Feige, the director of Marvel Studios, just looked at the camera and went, do you guys want to shit your pants in a movie theater? Is that what you want, little piggies? Do you piggies want to pull your little pants down and shit all over your AMC Stubbs A-list membership seats? Well, good, because you're gonna. Look at all this shit I'm gonna throw in there. You don't even know who's gonna be in this movie. I want you to shit all over your seats, little piggies. Oink, oink, get some popcorn. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited to shit my pants. So, yeah, big Spider-Man boy. I love the Tobey Maguire ones. Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man, even though I was like a chi- like a very small child whenever the first they first came out. And that's probably why. Like, I think that's normal. I, I think it would be weird if I was like a 26-year-old man going, Tom Holland is king! But who knows? I think we're the same age. I think he might be 25. I don't know. He's gonna look. He's gonna look eighteen for the rest of his life. That guy. I mean, goodness gracious! They're gonna do to him what they did to Daniel Radcliffe and the Harry Potters. I'm certain that they were giving him some sort of chemical to try to slow his aging process. I swear to God, uh, and it worked, and it worked. So yeah, Spider Man. My prediction. I'll give my prediction for what's gonna happen. I predict all three. I predict that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, uh, are both gonna be in the movie. I also predict that. Um, Charlie Cox as Daredevil will be in the movie, and uh, Venom, Tom Hardy's Venom, will be in the movie. That's those are the cameos that we haven't seen yet in the uh, in the in the buildup and like the trailers that they've released. That's those are the ones that I think are going to happen. So yeah, very exciting, good stuff. I am pumped about it, and we'll see what happens, folks. True believers, as the late great Stan Lee would say. Um, yeah, y'all, I don't really have a whole lot else uh, for the intro today. It's a short intro, but a very fun episode, so let's just get right into it. Oh, also, Springfield, Missouri, I'm coming home for the holidays, and I'll be performing at the Blue Room Comedy Club on December 23rd at 7 p.m. Get those tickets ASAP. Uh, That show is gonna sell out. I'm speaking it into existence right now. Uh, You can get those tickets at blueroomcomedyclub.com. It's gonna be a blast and a half. It's gonna be a great night, and you're not gonna want to miss it. Uh, Get away from your family for a while. It's, It's the day before Christmas Eve. You're gonna be sick of them already. You got two more days of family activities 
he's staring down the, you're staring down the barrel of two more days of activities go out and laugh for for the last time this year how about that how's that sound all right that just about does it um for the intro uh, come see me at the blue room and yeah we got to you know do a little business here uh as always, please uh, download and subscribe to the show wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I'd like you to do it now. I'd like, to, I'd like you to pull your phone out of your pocket or wherever it is. Not if you're driving. If you're, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're just walking or if you're at the gym or whatever, I'd like you to take your phone out and I'd like you to just tap the five-star rating thing on Apple Podcasts if that's how you listen to podcasts. Please do it. I'll wait. No, I'll wait. Did you do it? Okay, cool. Let's keep going. Uh, boy, oh boy, my guest today, very, very excited for y'all to listen to this episode. His name is Christian Palo. Christian is a podcaster, a content creator here in LA, just sort of does a little bit of everything. He's kind of a jack of all trades. You can hear him on the very popular podcast, uh, The Fighter and the Kid, uh, The King of the Sting. He's, uh, he does a lot of shit over there at the Thick Boy Studios, headed by Brendan Schaub. And uh, yeah, he'll, he, we get into it. He explains his whole story and you know journey to where he's at now uh, in the episode. Can you believe it? Uh, you're going to learn more about a guy when you listen to him talk. Groundbreaking chance, I know. Uh, okay, well, yeah, so without further ado, uh, oh, also be sure, please, to uh, follow us on social media on Instagram at We Didn't Peak, and then also uh, like us on Facebook uh, by searching just We Didn't Peak with Chance Nichols, and then follow me on social media. Why not? Uh, it's uh, at Chance is Loud. So now, without further ado, please enjoy my chat with the one, the only Christian Palo. Enjoy start here um yeah i'm glad that we so i'm staring at my favorite thing let me set the scene here i'm staring at you right next to a, a lovely bed uh bed. and a bunch of guns on the wall we've got uh what are those what what type of guns are those um one is a ruger american okay. and then um i'm not exactly my so right we are in my older brother's room yes uh he's the only it's the only room in the house that has a desk and we the only place we could use this setup. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other gun, I have no idea what it is, to be completely honest. Perfect. I know it is an AR, but he actually built that gun himself. Perfect. From right. a custom lower and a custom receiver as well. Awesome. Well, I will be nice to him. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's yeah. even one more on the side table as well. I, oh, I clocked it. <laughs> I, that's one thing about me is I know where all the guns are in any yeah. room, uh, oh, usually. You think this is a lot? Just wait till you go to right. my room or my <laughs> other brother's room. <laughs> you guys are fucking armed to the teeth. Uh, we've got some dogs, and that's it. That's yeah. that's that's our home security. Honestly, which, not bad. Yeah, that's all you really need. But uh, after the stories you told me, I'm glad we got what we got. Yeah, man. Um, Especially on this block. This is Christian lives on my street. Like my, the, this is the street that I used to live on. Like I said, we lived like maybe a hundred feet from each other. Yeah. And we did not know. I did not know that at all. Uh, but I told the story, which I've told on this show before, about the sex, the sex <laughs> traffickers. My favorite story. Yeah. My favorite story of all it's, time. Uh, makes you feel safe in the neighborhood. Yeah. Because this is already such a like lovely safe yeah. spot. Honestly, I feel like every time you've come over, you've come over like a couple times so yeah. far. I feel like every time you come over, like right when you open the door, I'd be like, listen, you got to tell the story. Otherwise, you can't come in. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like your rite of passage to yeah. come in. 
That uh, is, uh, and I don't mind telling it because it is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, very welcome to L.A. kid like, yep. moment. I wish my, fr- my friend uh, from back home was actually just out visiting me. Yeah. And he's like super Rhode Island, super Cranston, which is like a Guido like town okay. that uh, awesome. we grew up in. And he came out to visit and he went to school at QU which, and lived in, uh, fuck, what was it? It's not Hartford. It's, I can't, I'm blanking on the name right now, but it's like, uh, I can't think of it. Fuck. It's a, it's the hood in, um, Connecticut. Okay. Har- Did I say Hartford? I did yeah, say Hartford. Stanford. No, it's like. That's nice. Fuck. This is going to drive me crazy. Anyway. Anyway, but he, he was in like a really bad area in Connecticut going to school and he came out here and our high school was actually a street away from, uh, a really bad section of Providence. And he came out here, walked down my street once. He's like, yeah, this is way worse than anything yeah. <laughs> anything I've ever experienced. That makes you feel good. Yeah. That's, does the dude still stand outside the 7-Eleven and, like, scream, but then opens the door for you, yep. like, very politely? Yep. Tells you have a blessed day? Yep. Great dude. One of my Great favorites. Guy. Yeah. He's the manager, I think, of that 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. I think I think so. He's uh he's moved from the night shift to the day shift, so he's doing very oh, well. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. No more long hours must, for him. Must be on some new pills. Did I tell you the story about when I the one of the first times I saw him? No. I was walking towards Seven Eleven, and it was like beautiful out. So like this, and he had no shirt on. So like I didn't think he was crazy at first. Right. I was like, oh yeah, it's beautiful out, getting some color, I guess. Yeah. And I just see him looking up at a tree, and as I get closer, I start to hear him more, and he's just screaming, ah, at a <laughs> squirrel in the fucking tree. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Then that I, fucking so I, rocks. I kind of tense up and I walk by him. I'm like, hey, like I kind of squeeze by. He turns slowly and calmly and looks at me and just goes, have a blessed day. And then turn back to the tree. Ah! Starts screaming at the squirrel again. I was like, what am I watching? That's awesome. It was insane. Shout out to him. I'm going to go get a quote from him after this. I'm going to go oh swing God. through and grab that a power aid. episode title. Just so whatever he says should be the episode yeah, title. Yeah. Have a blessed day. Uh, God damn, pal. Uh, you went to the Chargers game today. I did. What was, because I know you're not like the biggest football fan in the world necessarily, <laughs> or out of either of those teams. What was, they played the Giants, right? Yep. Yeah. What was just the experience of like SoFi like? Because that place looks like a spaceship. It was never being in an NFL stadium for that to be. That my was your first, first one, yeah. First right, stadium right, yeah. ever. Like I've never seen NFL. Like the two professional sports. Well, now one I haven't seen yet is NBA. I've never seen an NBA game live. Yep. I've never before today. I've never seen an NFL game live. Mm-hmm. Walking into that, like before I even walked into the stadium, my body was like shaking because I could just feel the intensity. Feel like. I could hear the people screaming like it was rattling my, in my bones. I was like, "That's crazy!" Shivering. Yeah, yeah. And then I walked in, and it was the most intense, like bone chill, like in a good way, bone chilling yeah, yeah. experience. It was probably the be- one of the best feelings of my life walking That's in. So cool. It kind Jesus. of felt. It brought back memories of like walking onto the field like in high school football. And yeah, hearing yeah. The screams like, dude, it was just That's like an so unreal awesome. experience. And then. To make it even better, we had box seats because right. uh, we my brother's friend hooked it up. Yeah. And halfway through the game, I kind of got distracted because I look over and I see this absolute smoke show. Mm-hmm. And like I kept looking, I keep looking over. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who it is. Yeah, yeah. And I tap on my brother. I was like, yo, who is that? Yeah. And he looks at it and goes, I, 
think that's Corinna. Like, it was Corinna Kopoff or whatever the fuck her name was. He's like, I think that's Corinna. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, I didn't recognize her without her asshole out. Yeah, but, Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, dude, it was, like, wild. I saw her. I saw... Uh, uh, Rami Malik was there. No shit, really? Yeah, dude, all in the same box, which was really weird. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Zane, Toddy, and um, and uh, what the fuck is the other one? Jeff. Jeff was really? there. Okay, yeah. that's crazy, dude. Yeah, it was dope. Rami Malik, that's he. LeBron was at that game. It was crazy. LeBron was there. Yeah. Jesus, he's showing his face in public. That's crazy. The the last time my brother went to the game, he said O'Malley and McGregor were both in the same box. The entire stadium erupted. Wow, that's sick. That's uh, that which we just had the UFC last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch it? Oh yeah, you were at the Fight Companion, of course. Yeah, I did. Fucking. Duh. Um, that was a great, I was at the store, so I didn't get to see most of it, but like, I watched, uh, Amanda obviously lose, which was, that was loud. I am still in denial about that. Yeah, right, same. I don't understand that. I don't get it either, and I'm one of those, like, I'm a sports fan that I, like, love, like, greatness, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, a fan of players for teams that I don't even like, just because it's like, oh, you're dominant. Like, I'm glad that I'm getting to watch a history book get written in front of me right now. And she's one of those people. She's, like, a person that I've been screaming her praises for forever. I'm like, how... In the fuck, in t- almost 2022, is this female gay world champion, greatest of all time at her sport, not like on the face of every fucking poster and magazine. It's crazy. Yeah. She has to be, fuck the weight classes, she has to be the greatest female fighter of all time. Hands down. All time. Even, Hands down. I'll, I'll even take that boxing into account. Yeah. Bo- yeah. Like If she were just boxed, the best female boxer is right now, yeah. Mayda Nunez right. would pick her apart. Fuck you, Layla Ali, or whatever the fuck <laughs> Muhammad Ali's daughter's name Oh, she's is. a boxer? She did for a while there, yeah. I think she was more of like an actor. Like I think she like boxed a little bit, and then because she was on an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something, I think. Dude, how many kids does he have? Because I saw one of them uh-huh. on... Have you ever seen the show 60 Days In? Yes. She was on 60 Days In. Really? Yeah. Was she a subject or like a friend of a subject? Like, was, was, she, did she, she have the problem? No, no. She like went in. Like, oh, she, like, I got 60 you. Days is In is when like the undercover people go in and try and get uh-huh. the people, uh, like see what's going on in the pods and oh, shit like that. Oh, right. Like, okay. Undercover civilians like acting as detectives. Yes. I kind of dangerous. I thought you were talking about this rehab show. Yeah, that's, that's like that's something like, else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... So, look, they gave her a whole fake identity, but I swear to God, every time, like, they had, like, confessionals, mm-hmm. anytime she would talk to the camera, she'd be like, no, as Muhammad Ali's daughter, oh my like, God. every, it was her whole identity. Yeah. Every time she talked to the camera, she mentioned Muhammad Ali, yeah. and I'm not going to lie, it kind of led to me wishing she got shanked in uh, 68. <laughs> That'll be the title of the episode. <laughs> I wish Layla Ali got shanked, or one of the daughters, whatever the fuck. Well, I mean, yes, how many kids does he have? The guy was famous in, like, the 60s and 70s. I'm sure he's got yeah. a thousand kids. Well, that's like fucking talking about identity. George Foreman naming all of his sons George. Like, that's a fucking baller move. Yeah, that's, that's, in, that's genius. Yeah, good for that guy. Uh, are you, then what else happened? Sean O'Malley, that guy needs, like... I don't think he needs a title shot right away, but he needs at least to be ranked. He hasn't. They, they haven't ranked him yet, right? Because he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't fought any big like yeah. tests necessarily. But which is why I think they're bringing him in because they don't want to blow their load too quick with him. Yeah, yeah. They want to because they probably see like a lot of potential in him being a dominant right fighter for a while. They yeah. don't want to rush him in. Like, yeah, people. 
he might think he's ready, but like Dana, like all them, they yeah. know best. Right. Well, because they fucked up with like Sage Northcutt. Yeah. Do you remember that kid? Fucking Darren Till, too. Darren Till, yeah. Who's the Aaron Pico kind yep. of in Bellator? He's figured it out, but like that was crazy whenever his his debut fight was on like a main card of like a Bellator yeah. pay per view fight. So Fucking. I think it's smart where they're doing. I have a love hate with O'Malley. Uh-huh. Right now, I have to hate him because um, <laughs> there this guy, Adrian Yanez. I don't know if you heard him. He's a UFC mm-hmm. fighter. He's actually just got his, I think he's on an eight fight win streak now. Yeah. And he's a fan of Fighter and the Kid. And mm. I had like recognized his name when he followed me. So I was like, oh, this is weird. So like, I was like, there's no way this is him. I click on his profile. It's Adrian Yanis. He, he yeah. just fought, I think, two fights ago and on the Misha Take card, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, knocked the guy out. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, but so like he's like oh super new nice dude like and him and I have been talking for a couple months, and then O'Malley started calling him out. Oh so shit! So I can't like he Adrian's my boy. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Adrian's side. I can't take uh can't be an O'Malley fan right now. That's fair. Like. Hey, that's fair. The personal connection thing is uh, is very real. I. So I actually did like I went to this MMA gym and did like jujitsu and their MMA classes when I was in high school in my hometown because I loved I've been a UFC fan since like I was like in elementary school when Tito and Chuck were fighting but it was like because I went from I loved Dragon Ball Z as a kid to pro wrestling to MMA like a mix of the both of them i see a little bit yeah but it was just like i just loved like fighting and like violence like people would like parents of friends would be concerned because i'd be like i love violence i don't know and uh so i got into ufc pretty early and just um seeing guys that kind of get uh get shit on and then but if you know who they are it's like it's an extra thing because this gym that i went to um do you know michael johnson the ufc fighter He's like a featherweight now. He oh, he, yeah, he was yeah. on Ultimate Fighter. He got like second place, I think, or no? Yeah, yeah. did he win? Yeah, uh, he's from that gym. He that's oh, where no. he started. He was like a college football player for some small college in like my area. He's from Missouri too. And uh, when he was fighting Khabib, actually, mm-hmm. I was like really pulling for him. Everyone was like his huge Khabib fan, you know, because like yeah. the wave of his like run up to the title. And I was like, no, MJ is gonna kick his ass. All this stuff. And that's the fight where Khabib's literally holding him down, going, "You have to lose. That was you have boy? to give it up." Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I, I'm not gonna lie. Every time I see that video, I get goosebumps because that's yeah. fucking scary. That's a different level for him yeah. to be that dominant and yeah. to not only beat the living fuck out of you, but to talk shit and be like, "Yo, like you have to agree, I deserve this belt. You don't deserve it." That's right. a mind fuck. Yeah, stay down. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Get my ass kicked, and the guy saying that, I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's your belt. Just stop." Right. I'm fucking. Uh, you win. Like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly like you're fighting with your brothers. Uh, yeah. Which I bet them boys downstairs probably roughed you up a little bit, huh? Oh uh, yeah. Throughout <laughs> yeah. the years, yeah. Yeah. Me and my oldest brother actually, uh, I actually have like a little cut right here. Like you mm-hmm. can't see it anymore, but it was bad, and I had a bad cut on my nose because me and my like, I'd say six months ago, right when I started with Fighter and the Kid. Perfect. Uh, they, my brother and I got into a little fight, and like he went to like punt, uh, hit me, and I put a cookie sheet sheet in front of my face, and he hit the cookie sheet. <sighs> And it cut my nose, it cut my eye, it, like, oh, I was all brother. fucked up. Yeah. And then, like, we don't fight as much anymore, but mm-hmm. me and my oldest brother never really fought. He went to prep school, so, like, he wasn't around, but me and my other brother, Gianni, yeah. we shared a room when we were younger. Oh, like, shit. And I are really, like, we're really tight. Yeah. And we still, like, we still are, but, like, we would fight 
all the time. Of course, yeah. He ate my waffle in the morning, dude. Like, it'd be a brawl. My mom, <laughs> my mom would get hit in the crossfire, dude. Yeah, yeah. Bad. That's badass. That's, uh, my brother's 10 years younger than me, so I was basically wow. like, uh, like a, like it's a awful. fun uncle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was great. One time, he, he used to love to wrestle me, though, because, like, I would get down, like, on my knees on the living room floor and, like, kind of just push him around, and he loved it. One time, he sneak attacked me and almost knocked me the fuck out. <laughs> like, he, what he was, like, three years old, too. I was, he launched himself off of the back of the couch and, like, flying rear naked choked me basically like he he timed it perfectly so that he jumped onto my back and wrapped his little arm around my neck and it took me down off of my knees and i hit my head on the coffee table oh and i was God. like what are you doing he's like nah. so yeah shout out to jack he listens to this show good how for many, you buddy how many brothers you got just one just yeah, one and yeah. how old is he now 16 Oh damn! Yeah, so he's so, still in high school and shit. Yeah, he is uh, about to be a senior. He's uh, next year's his senior year, uh, so he's a junior right now. He he actually loves. Um uh, welding and shit. Like he, oh, wow. he works for a machinist like shop, um, in our hometown where it's funny. It used to be a sob like service center, <laughs> you know, the yeah, car band yeah. sob that like five people have, uh, <laughs> imagine that, but in small town, Missouri. So there's this business would be literally being held up by like one guy with a sob. He'd come in. So they had wow. to pivot. So they've got all these like high end expensive equipment for these specific like European, I think, car parts that just so happen to also be able to manufacture ice cream machines. So they're like a car business and they do still do a lot of car stuff, but they also make parts for like ice cream mixers and oh, shit. Wow. So Quick yeah, shop, baby. yep. That's his summer job. He does that. Uh, and he just stands at a machine and listens to podcasts all day. He told me he listened to like 10 episodes of Tim Dillon's show in a row, basically. Cause I showed him one when I was in town and he was like, I've just been listening to Tim Dillon constantly. And I'm like, I loved him, but I don't know about, yeah. I don't know if a constant stream of his yeah. voice is good for you. Of any podcast, honestly, is a little mush. Yeah, I agree. In college, I didn't start listening to podcasts. Till I was in college. Um, okay. And so this was like 24, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Oh, and uh, the first podcast I listened to was You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Do you know that one at all? Yeah. yeah. I, think I, I vaguely, I think I've heard like one or two episodes. Yeah. He gets cool guests. Um, he's kind of like, uh, he was my first like podcaster that I would listen to just for him and like his take. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of shows, I don't do that. Like, I'll, I like, um, What's uh, I don't want to call any out, but you know these podcasts yeah. where it's just like okay, the host is fine, but you get amazing guests. Like this yeah. is fucking bad. At like uh, what WTF with Mark Maron? Like I, I, I you know, um, but he, uh, yeah, I got in the podcast doing that, and I would listen to because I listened to like a current one, and I was like, I fucking love this. So I went back and listened to like as many of the old ones as I could, and I got burnt out so fast. So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, so talking about. Yeah, you and you and uh, Johnny fighting and shit growing up. So you're from Rhode Island. Yeah. Yes, Providence. You said. Uh no. So we're actually from small town. Uh, okay. Called Situate. Uh, okay. We grew up in like. Luckily, we. It's actually like small town, very rednecky vibes, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like because you go to the next town over, and everyone thinks they're extras in the Sopranos, mm. and like it's just Rhode Island has like a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, so we grew up in a small town in Situate, but we went to high school in the city, Providence, okay. uh, which was honestly way better. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But so, yeah, and then right now our parents live in uh, East Greenwich, which is some bougie town. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we all fucking hate it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why we don't go back that much. But That's good. Yeah. Is that a, so uh, I'm sure you know this, not a lot of people from Rhode Island, just like in general, there it's like, it's one of those states where you kind of go, oh yeah, Rhode Island. like Missouri yeah. too, like we're in the middle and just kind of flyover state or whatever. What is like some quintessential like Rhode Island shit? Like, cause I know like every, like New England kind of has its own identity, but kind of like you said, Rhode Island has like rednecks next to Guido's, like all this so shit. Like, what's like the one universal Rhode Island thing? Yeah. Yeah. Coffee milk. Coffee milk. Coffee milk. I'm not even kidding. Really? Yep. Okay. It's I've like, never even heard of this. Exactly. That's yeah. Like, well, coffee milk in Dell's. Okay. Dell's is, uh, you know what frozen, like frozen lemonade. Yeah. It's like at frozen, like all frozen lemonade, like the first shop to ever open was in Rhode Island and it was called Dell's. Oh, so, okay. uh, actually also interesting fact, the first food truck ever started in Rhode Island. No shit. Yep. Huh. So I'm sure there's a guy here in LA that's punching air right now. He's yeah. like, no, it's here. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the one, like, yeah, the coffee milk, Dell's would be, like, the two most universally loved uh, things from Rhode Island. Like, why do we know that? Everyone would be like, yeah. Or potholes in the fucking Fuck, roads. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone complains about those. I follow, like, a bunch of meme accounts. Every fucking thing is about potholes in the, in that's the funny. roads. Yep. That, that, that's, like, a thing that you all bond over is, like, potholes yeah. and shit. That's, uh, which... Rhode Island is, I know, the only things I know about Rhode Island are what I learned from Live PD, because <laughs> I love the show, I like Live PD, and wow. there's a there's a Providence, like, yeah, like, like, team that do it. That's, like, the biggest city in Providence, like, in the state, like, that's, mm-hmm. like, where most of, like, most of the population lives. Yeah. Um. So, that doesn't surprise me that that's the only one that they have there. Yeah. But, um. yeah, so Providence, Providence is actually broken down into, like, a bunch of different areas in it, so, like, where I went to school in Providence, it was, like, nice but bad. And then, like, they have East Providence, North Providence. Best place to get food, though. Okay. 100%. Yeah, There's yeah. There's this little area called uh, Federal Hill. I'm not Hill. kidding. The Italian food out here is dog shit. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Compared yeah. to back home, I, I will have to have my friend uh, send out, like, a care package again because she owns this restaurant. Mm-hmm. It is the best food I have ever had. Okay. Whenever, whenever I go home... I don't even care about seeing my parents. The first thing I want to go do is I want to go eat somewhere. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's probably the only thing that would like keeps me one foot in the door of going back. Okay, really. that ma- I mean that makes perfect sense. I mean fucking East Coast Italian food. Like yeah. how are you gonna? That's because I'm Italian. Uh, oh, really? I don't know if we've talked about this. I don't think so. My my mom's last name is De Filippo. Yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah. an I, which is unique. Yeah. Um, and. So, but we're Missouri Italians, so it's like Olive Garden, basically. Uh, my 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 grandpa's family is from somewhere in Pennsylvania. Like they, when they got off the boat, my great grandpa was born in Italy, oh, and his parents came over like in the early 1900s. And he actually had two brothers who were older, so he moved over here when he was a baby. And then his two brothers were like had lived in Italy for a little while um, as kids, and. They it was what's even sicker is they both got involved in the mob in New York, and so they were both uh, they were like low level guys from what I've heard. Like they were like just kind of like leg breaker or whatever the fuck like collectors. Um, one of them, Giuseppe De Filippo, was his name. Uh, the sound it sounds like lasagna manicotta. <laughs> like the, you might as well just call him that. Uh, he died in uh, he was like. 
he died in prison. Yeah, he was the one that died in prisons for like some crime that he committed. Um, but then the other brother, I don't even know what that guy's name is because my family won't say it. Like my grandpa was the was the last person alive who knew his name, and he passed away a few years ago. So I literally will just never know what this guy's name was. Wow. That's how bad he was, and he like apparently died on the street. So I've got a little bit of cred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Italian uh, the Italian restaurants in my hometown are all. Like, they're fine. I've had stuff out here that's better, if that tells you. Are you anything. just saying that because the majority of your listeners are from your hometown? Yeah, I'm, I'm saving some face with Bambinos right now, my favorite Italian restaurant in my hometown. Please sponsor the show. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, like, let's talk about elementary school, Christian. So, I kind of use, like, school as, like, a roadmap for the show. Okay, I like so, that. Yeah, so, like, what were you like as, like, an elementary school kid? Like, socially? Like, what type of, like, shit were you into? Activities? Things like that. Um, so, my elementary school was kind of, like, years were kind of weird because I went to two different ones. Okay. Um, I went to one in uh, the city called Cranston. It was a private Catholic uh, elementary school. I didn't really gel with any of the ones there, and my uh, brother Gianni went there as well. And, like, we just didn't really like it as much. And then the school ended up shutting down the next year. Perfect. So Gianni and I actually ended up going to our public school, uh, uh, North Citra Elementary. But we were supposed to go to Hope Elementary, which is the province, like, the section of the town we lived in. was bro- It's broken up into three things. Hope, North Situate, and Clayville. Okay. So North Situate was the nice area. We we lived in Hope, which was not that great of an area. So, but so we didn't want to go to school down there. Luckily, we were able to go to school in the nicer part of town. So I started there in about second grade. Um, I always hung out with older kids, like with my brothers. So I had a more like, old, like advanced, like mature minds. Not really mature. Like I would just say shit that I would hear my brother saying, and I would repeat it. Right, like yeah. I would be telling kids to get off the rag in second grade, like at fucking uh, street hockey. Yeah, yeah. Like, telling them to stop having their period. Didn't know what it meant. <laughs> right. Um, that's great. But so I was kind of like a uh, wild child. Of course. Like, like all the parents like would always be like, "Oh my god!" Like all of us were. They're like, "Oh, we don't want you hanging out with the Palos. They're crazy. They're psychotic." Because we were. Yeah. Um, but I made a friend. Uh, with funny story of how we met was I don't know why I did this. It was like one of my first days, and I just remember uh, filling my hands with water, pouring the water on the ground, and then hitting the soap dispenser a shit ton to make the floor all slippery. I think I wanted someone to walk in and eat shit. Just slip and fall. Know. Yeah, yeah. I was a little cocksucker. Yeah. But um, then this kid walks in, sees me, doesn't say a word to me, and books it to the principal's office um, and rats me out. Oh, shit. And well, I was in second grade, so I didn't get in that much trouble. Like, my yeah, mom yeah. called me Mr. Clean for a week. <laughs> um, That's uh, great. But cut to about, I'd say, f- 14 years later, this kid remains to be one of my best friends. No shit. Yeah. That's crazy. He was my first friend in that entire town after snitching on me. Damn. So I became friends with him, knew I couldn't trust him with any secrets. So, of course not. Yeah. Um, but he, so him and I started, like, our own friend group that, like, Continued to form another kid, moved uh, in third grade, joined our friend group, and like became really good friends. And then we had a small town, so it kind of just my friend group's about six kids, like that. We just good number accumulated since like from second to sixth, uh, sixth to seventh grade. Cool. A couple of them dropped out because they stayed in the public school, and when my friend group mainly went to either the high school I went to mm-hmm. or our rival. 
Oh, okay. School. So there's multiple schools in your area that you kind of like, yeah, like well, high school wise. Like, so our public school, like we went to a private Catholic school right. for high school in the, in the city. And then there was another private Catholic school in another city that was our rival. But, Got it. Okay, so cool. So that's where we split up. Interesting. Yeah. I went to private school for, from kindergarten and first grade only i hated it i was not a so the thing is like all these kids it was either their parents worked at the school so they got in for free or they were rich kids and i was neither of those things my my family did not have money but they all pooled their money together because they're like it's because it's a christian school so and i grew up like non-denominational christian like raising your hands for the lord stuff like that Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and uh, hair, I thought you would be like more Jewish. Right? Exactly. Everyone does. Everyone thinks I'm a Jew. Nope. So I was bullied as a Jew my entire life. Look, I'm, they're like, fuck you, Jew. Like, I'm not even Jewish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Missouri. Yeah, they don't know what they don't know the difference. They just see the curly hair and go, Seth Rogen, and beat the shit out of me. But uh, yeah, man, I so I hated it because I felt like so like, uh, oh, you guys want to uh, throw this rock at the wall? And they're like, we're playing our Game Boys. Yeah. Poor kid. And so it wasn't fun. Um, Absolutely worse. And all those yeah. kids ends up be, the kids who go to private schools in elementary school and like that. It's all they know. Yeah. They end up being weird. Yeah. Like, I transferred. I had to because I kept beating kids' asses. Uh-huh. Um, I got into a couple of fights in seventh grade. None were my fault. One, I got sucker punched in, and the kid yeah. was, like, probably, like, he was a big kid. He was, like, I'd say at the time, like, maybe 150, 5'8". Like, he was a Damn. big boy. Yeah. Like, not, like, enormous, but he was, like, big. For that age, yeah. And I just started beating the sh- Like, hockey punching. Like, I mm. grabbed his shirt, and I just started rabbit punching him with the... Yeah. Uh, Hockey style, and then another kid just kind of he punched a special needs kid in the face, so like I had to step in mm-hmm. uh, and beat his ass. Yep. And my parents are like, "All right," because my school was lawlessness. It was a public school. Like public schools, they don't give a fuck. No, yeah, the teachers are scared. Like, yeah, <laughs> you come in like your arms like hanging off. They're like, "Oh, you're good. Just put a band aid on it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so my parents are like, "All right." They knew I was going to be leaving the next year to go to uh, LaSalle Academy, which is the high school we went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they transferred me to this other school called St. Rocco's in Johnson, another really Italian uh, St. town. St. Rocco's. Yeah, yeah. Given That's in the name. My, my great-grandpa's name, Rocco de Filippo. Yeah. My yeah. oldest brother's name was supposed to be Rocco. That's like, awesome. The town, I'm not kidding, the town this uh, school was on, the Italian flat, you know like how roads have the yellow line? Yeah. It's Italian flag. right Fuck down the yeah. Middle. Right down the middle. I cannot tell you. I think Providence, Cranston, and Johnson, they all have like at least four roads with it stretched down the middle. That's fucking badass. That's so cool. Yeah. But, uh, wow. That, that school was super small. 18 kids in my graduating class in eighth grade. Wow. And I was the new kid. So I, I, I knew one kid from football, maybe two kids. Mm-hmm. They all were in the same class since kindergarten together. Yeah. So I grown like from second grade. To seventh, I was an absolute maniac. Mm-hmm. Absolute maniac. Of course. When I got to that school, I couldn't do the shit that I normally could do and get away with it. Yeah. You take out your cell phone, you get a detention. No shit. Yeah. Like, it, they had nuns at that school. It was wild. Yeah. Um, and the classes were small, so you couldn't get away with it. Like, you couldn't, like, fuck around. Yeah. Um, so it really kind of, like, calmed me down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like all I would do because I didn't really like anyone at school. You, like you just said, it's tough going to a new school not knowing anybody. Yeah. So, instead, I knew I was only gonna be with these kids for a year. I didn't want to make friends with them. I already had my friends at another school. I knew I was gonna see in high school, and I saw them every day because we lived in the same town. 
So I just kept to myself and uh, actually read a lot when I was in eighth grade. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I would go at the middle school I went to, the public school situate, I would get in trouble for getting in fights, starting a racer wars. And then when I transferred to St. Rocco, I would get in trouble for reading while the teacher was talking. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you're a different kid. I also want to make it very clear for the listeners. He said eraser wars, not race wars. Just so (laughs) everyone, that's what hit my ears first. Like, yeah, you know, I just throw (laughs) fucking. Oh, fuck. I didn't even catch that. Great. Just really bite those R's. Yeah. Now say, Missouri's going to succeed. Wars. Race wars? That's We're right. succeeding! This is going to be the biggest episode we ever do. They're going to be like, yes! Like you said, you got the Italian flag. We have the rebel flag just <laughs> up and down the streets. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, man. Uh, that. Well, that's a, so you get to um, like your middle school years. Did you play football? Like, Did you did you grow up playing football and hockey and all that shit? Um, So I grew up. I started to skate when I was three years old. Okay. Um. So my older brothers were playing because my dad... Uh, my dad fell into like my dad loved hockey and then fell into it at a later time and then just pushed upon us. Yeah, yeah. We all started when we were three. So hockey was like my main sport. I played everything growing up. Hockey, uh, football I didn't try till like middle school, like seventh grade, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. But hockey, baseball, um, soccer. I hated soccer. The uh, worst. Basketball. Like I I got thrown out of my team my town's uh wrecked soccer uh, uh sorry, baseball team league. And basketball league for being too physical. Cool. Because at the same time, I was playing hockey, and you can hit in hockey. Yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I There was a dude running down the court with the uh, bounce of the ball at me. I just lowered my shoulder into him, dropped him, and I started celebrating. And they, meanwhile, <laughs> the entire place went quiet. I was like, what the heck? Right, I win. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, one thing that my mom always makes fun of me for, because like whenever she'll see my old baseball uh, uniforms and stuff, she'll always tell the same story about... How the last game I played, I was running home from third. The catcher tried to cut me off. I just, while running, I just lifted a foot, kicked the catcher in the f- head, <laughs> kept going. Yeah. And while everyone's behind home plate, I'm like, what? I own you, bitch. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like fourth grade. You're a kid. My, I was like a menace in my town. Oh, my God. You, I've always, uh, from the moment I met you, I was like, you look like Colby Covington. Has anyone ever told you that? That's actually a first. Really? I'm mad at that. Yeah, you you guys have a similar, like, like this part of your face. It's a Trump like, supporter in us. Right. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. He, uh, God, that guy goes hard with the social media shit. But anyway, uh, he, yeah, you, you, you have that, like, scrappiness, uh, like, Appreciate look that. in your eye. So I could, Appreciate which I was going to say, you look like every hockey player I knew growing up because hockey players where I'm from, cause it's not that big of a deal. Like the blues are huge. Everyone yeah. loves the St. Louis blues, oh, but, um, filthy. They just right. won. They won. Uh, Oh, they didn't win back to back, but they nah. did want, they did win a cup. Yeah. Uh, Pat Maroon was with the with St. Okay. Louis when he won, and then Tampa won, so he won back. He did, yeah, that's okay. He, my roommate, went to high school with him. Really? They went to the same high school. I don't know if they were there at the same time, but he was like, he just he's great, like an absolute beauty. Yeah, like I would love to get a beer with him. Yeah, he he's awesome. I yeah, I know a little bit about him, but um. The dude, so my my college had a hockey team that was like an unofficial, like it was like a club team or whatever, like it wasn't an NCAA sanctioned thing or whatever, and all of those guys were like, just, they, they just kind of like compact dudes, like not the tallest, not the biggest, but they were just fucking like, they knew how to skate well, they were quick on their feet, and they were just fucking scrappy. Yeah. They just knew how to grab and throw like a punch that makes no yeah. sense. <laughs> Those were all the guys that knew that their career was ending after college. Uh-huh. Um, like me, because I, 
I wasn't that great of a player. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll say it first. I wasn't terrible. Like I played at our high school was D one. Uh, it was like one of the best high schools in the state, and I played for them. I played juniors. I played for a uh, couple like travel teams that were pretty good, like the um, New England Nordiques. I played for the South Shore Kings, which um, probably means nothing to your viewers in Missouri, but um, yeah, yeah it's well. Like, it was an uh, it was fun. So like, uh, but my Gianni could have gone pro actually. Yeah, he got drafted to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, which really? was a big deal. Yeah. So it was a big uh, skill difference between all three of the kids. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. other brother played D two college, and then I probably would have ended up playing club. Yeah, but um, that's what I was okay with. I liked being scrappy on the ice. It was like one of the one things I loved about hockey was being able to fight. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It's, it's in the rules that you fight people. Yep. Yeah, that was my. I was gonna say my football style. So I played football from sixth grade through senior year of high school mm-hmm. and I was a defensive and off I was a lineman and uh, was mostly a defensive lineman and I, I, I was, was gonna say you're not big enough to I feel like you're not big enough no, to be a exactly lineman. I was undersized so I was like we played in the second biggest class in Missouri class five is what we we don't call them we're divisions dope. it's classes so we were class five class six is the biggest those are like your Kansas City and St. Louis schools where it's like all D1 recruits on them uh, we were like the big farm boys basically and so yeah. my little trick on defense how I would like go up against a dude who has got like 75 100 pounds on me is I would explode out of my stance and I would grab the guy by his collar here and I would lead with the this part of my helmet and I would headbutt him. And so I, I would headbutt off of the line just really quick and short. So I didn't make like a big flourish of it, but it was just like that instant contact every single time to like stun him. Uh, and that was why I have like, I had like seven concussions yeah, uh, during that time. CTE. Yeah. You're probably going to Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, and definitely. Someone to leave all the evidence in the car. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. Yep. If, uh, yeah. There's uh there's, there's a lot of problems. I, I, sometimes I just wake up and I'm in a different town. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, yeah. I, with the concussion thing though, it's, it's so no one knows what the fuck it is still like there's science for it and whatnot but like when i was in high school like less than 10 years ago people would just be like oh just stand and just stand around and you know just don't look at the sun and i'm like my brain is like a soup right now i'm honestly terrified of when i for when i get older yeah um did you have a lot in hockey i've had a lot in hockey and a lot fighting, like with my brothers, um, boxing, uh, and I'll let you guess what position you think I played in football. Mind you, I also played at a. I mean, I didn't. I was second string. Uh, I was third string my sophomore year for varsity. Second string my junior year, and then senior year I was kind of like fucked up. Like my arm was uh-huh. all fucked up, and uh, junior year I got a bad concussion. Didn't do any schoolwork so that took into effect my senior year was just a wash got it but uh i'll let you guess what position you think i played well you just said my arm is fucked up would you a quarterback no no okay. i wish i'd be sick yeah yeah second guess would be outside linebacker inside and inside linebacker jesus yep. christ okay mm-hmm. okay yeah i mean like i said you know tough that's uh that's a tough that's that's a play that or that's a position where the concussions are uh, abundant because oh. it's just full speed ahead every single time <laughs> Damn, yeah. dude. And uh, it wasn't great when my coach actually started calling me cockroach a little bit. Uh-huh. Because, um, like I said, D1 high school in the big city. Um, like, our school, like, we weren't supposed to, but they would recruit, uh, offer financial aid and shit, which we yeah. weren't supposed to do, but mm-hmm. it's, we'll do what we have to do to win. Um, and so I was going up against, like, 
I'm not kidding. There were like 260 pound like seniors, like linemen. I mean, I mean, uh, running backs. Mm-hmm. My linebacker, the first string linebacker, captain of the team. I would go up against my sophomore year. I'm like, you see me now. I'm not that big of a guy. Right. When I was in high school, the heaviest I weighed, the absolute heaviest, was 130. Jeez. I was mainly around 125 to like 120. Yeah, yeah. The linebacker uh, I would do battle drills with was 6'2", buck 80. Perfect. And him and I would hit head-to-head every time. Yeah. And there was one drill where he was actually halfback, so he ran up the middle, hit me, and kind of, like, I got fucked up, yeah. rolled back, my jersey was all fucked up, and it just popped right back up. Man. My coach was like, yo, look, are you good? I'm like, yeah, let's do it again. Like, yeah. All right, relax. Like, yeah. Dude, it was, I've gotten a concussion in a game. And didn't tell the coach and kept playing with it because yeah. I blacked out. Jesus. And I didn't remember what happened until after the game. Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's like a fucking prize fight, fucking yeah. knockout. That's crazy. But man. I heard the other guy, I heard their quarterback calls a fumble is what I was told. You're the hero. So that's all that mattered. That's, that's good. Yeah. I like the ref came up to it. It was right at halftime. So mm-hmm. after that play, like the ref comes, like I start taking my clothes off, my uh, equipment off because I thought the game was over. Yeah. And the ref was like, son, son, son. Picks up my shoulder pad, starts putting back on. He's like, it's halftime. I was like, okay. I don't know where I I am right now. Yeah, I got two more quarters of this. Okay, let's see if I can. And this was in a JV game. So I was the only fucking linebacker. There was no subs. So if I got hurt, I'm staying in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Fucking Uh, JV mentality. I I love that. That was some of the best fun I've ever had in my life was my my sophomore year on JV. Dude, It was so fun. I honestly like JV more than I like playing varsity. Varsity was... Because you got the whole school there, and mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. The town and yeah, yeah. They they actually tried to put me in a, one of the biggest games. Like, yo, get in the linebacker. I was like, no. Because <laughs> like, I I was a running back. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I was a linebacker, and running back was secondary position. They wanted yeah. me in at running back. Oh, okay. Sorry, I fucked that up. But yeah. uh, that's all right. And it was like I had never ran the ball in a game. It was like going to be my first game. I was like, I was terrified. My first instinct was like, dude. I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to be so nervous. I'm going to fumble it right away. The entire school is going to be able to see that. I'm like, yep. I can't do that. I was like, I was like nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, like, you want to get in? Like, no. I feel like Alex Moran from Blue Mountain State. I was like, yeah. nah, I'm good. That's a great show. Great That's show. fucking uh, but, uh, uh, Thad Castle. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I love yeah. him. Legend. But uh, I would rather have gotten lit up like by a running back, like me being a linebacker in right. front of the entire school because then it – Looks a lot less bad. Like, right. Like they if, focus on the fact that he scored more than yeah. the fact that then you, you got, got your ass kicked. The fuck out. Yeah. yeah. But if you fumble and cause a turnover, then the whole entire school is gonna hate you. Yeah, you're screwed. So, but JV, dude, JV, I, especially when there wasn't any subs on JV, it's always the best because you get to play. The only side of the ball I didn't play was offense by my choice. Mm-hmm. I got to play first kick, uh, kick off, kick return, uh, punt, punt return, defense, dude. It was so much fun because it was all with your friends too. There was no pressure. It was mm-hmm. like. Fucking backyard football, basically. It felt yeah. like, and yeah. we blew everybody out. <laughs> yeah, see, then that's winning is fun. Yeah. That's what everybody always tells me. Like, oh, I bet, like you, like you gotta love like those close games where it's like, wow, you're like grinding. It's like they score, we score, they score. It's like, no, I like when we yeah. win forty-two to nothing exactly. and just shit down their throats all game. You know, like that was yeah. fun. We invoked a mercy rule on a like our varsity team invoked a mercy rule on a team on their senior night. Oh. In the first quarter. Oh. You want to know what the mercy rule was? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. What? 47 points unanswered. 
you're fucking kidding. In the first quarter, mm-hmm. why did they book you guys for the senior night? You're supposed to book like the shitty team, but I guess when you're the shitty team, you don't have any options. It was it was kind of crazy. It was it was hysterical. Damn, dude, that's nuts. Um, what sort of like middle school shit? Because you said you started playing football in middle school. Mm-hmm. So you get to like this. You get away. You're uh, getting in trouble for reading books. Um, what like what what type of shit did you guys do like outside of school? Did you guys like have like woods? That, like we used to play in the woods yep. and like do like outdoorsy shit. Did you have a lot of that? Yeah. So like we were uh, our parents raised us very uh, old like '90s kids. Like no like hanging out inside like fucking yep. playing Xbox or on your DS. We would be riding our bikes all the time. Like. I lived in, like, a nice little uh, cul-de-sac, so, like, I had a couple of friends in our neighborhood. Like, I'd ride my bike to their house, like, and we'd hang out. Yeah. Uh, we'd go fuck around in the woods, uh, like, like fucking uh, ride bikes. Like, we made this whole entire BMX track in the woods. Oh, that that's was sick. Fun. Yeah. Um, and then as we got a little older, our dads actually bought us quads. So wow. So we would ride those uh, around, and... It would it would be a blast with the amount of times we flip those out. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> it's dangerous as fuck. But yeah, it, it got to the point. You know those um old like fucking electric toy cars that that you always see the kids drive around in. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It got to the point where we got so dangerous, me and Gianni and uh, Alex, that we would tie the back of that car, mm-hmm. like tie that car to a bungee cord, mm-hmm. and then tie the other end of the bungee cord to the end of a quad. Amazing. Okay. And we would wheel around my neighborhood <laughs> and someone would be in the little plastic car yeah. trying not to die. <laughs> like we'd whip around the corner, hit the curb. Yeah. And we had this giant hill in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And like there was always covered in sand. So like you couldn't stop, dude. Oh my God. Every time you went down it, you thought you would die. Of course. Yeah. No, we did the same. We call them four wheelers, not yeah, quads. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Four Four, Jesus Christ, Marble Mouth. Uh, four wheelers, ATV. I feel like ATVs are weird to call. Them. That's like whenever, like you, call, you've got like movies, films, and pictures. Yeah. Like ATV is like yeah, calling it like, oh, it's a beautiful yeah. picture. Uh, we one time I was at a birthday party and I crashed my friend's four wheeler uh, at his birthday party by I drove it up a tree. <laughs> Have you ever seen that happen? Because yeah. those things will go up mm-hmm. the tree. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're trying to hold. The more you try and hold on, the more far, farther yeah, it's going to go. Your, act, your thumbs like pressing down on it. Yeah, dude. I made it like 10 feet up in the air. But luckily, the way I like, I like kicked my legs off of it and kind of held pressure so that the wheels wouldn't like, it wouldn't topple yeah. back. So it just went up the tree and then straight back down like on a ramp, like on the wheels. And I crashed it and it wouldn't start after that. And I was like, well, fuck. Uh, no one had seen me do it. I was with one other, like there was a dude on the back of the thing that he he bailed when he saw the tree coming. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And uh he was like, well, I guess we just got to walk it back and tell his dad. And so we just start walking it back. And I go, let's try it one more time. And, I try, and it worked. So yeah, it, it problem fixed itself. Sometimes like when you do that, like the gas will kind of fuck uh, around with Slosh, the engine. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm guessing that's what happened. Uh, that's cool that you guys had, because I also grew up in a cul-de-sac. So like I had like the weird little neighborhood kids where yeah. I was lucky enough that like my little circle like three out of the six houses all had kids like my age in them like yeah. around my age so we had a little did you watch ed and Nettie growing up yep. at all we literally tried to be those kids we tried to make our cul-de-sac like we would do scams where we would like have like a lemonade stand and like charge the adults money and go buy candy at walmart like that was our shit that's smart yeah me and my uh our friends would just do random shit like we would uh we li- our neighborhood was uh, literally right next to a farm mm-hmm. like you leave my neighborhood. There's a house to the left. House to the like. You take a left on my neighborhood. There's a house. 
house and then a farm. Yeah. And it's not like a main road, but like it's just odd. Yeah. And if you go off the road, it's like a jump onto the field. So me and my brother and our friends in the neighborhood would we don't I, I don't know why. I think it was maybe when Jackass came out and we were trying to be funny. Big time with us too, yeah. But uh we would legit drive our like what like we would only wait till we see someone coming by. Uh huh. Then we'd take our bike, go as fast as we can off the thing, throw ourselves off the bike and land hard and like make it look like we died. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we fucked freak ourselves out. up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, no reason. Nope. No, no reason. Yeah, we did stupid shit because of jackass. Uh, I was very much of that same like like mentality. We did all kinds yeah. of bad shit. We we did one time. We made this platform out of plywood with skateboards. We like had this big like probably about the size of this bed. Uh, reminding everybody that we're uh, right next to a bed. Uh, and <laughs> we're gonna fuck after. Right, exactly. Got to wrap this up. Uh, we nailed skateboards to the bottom of it. And we put a card table on top of it with chairs all around it. And me and four friends got on top of it and tried to play a game of Go Fish while we were rolling down a hill. We like went to the top of a steep hill and we're just rolling down this hill trying to get through a game of Go Fish. We didn't have a camera. We weren't filming this yeah. shit. It was for nothing other than to just to say we did it. Honestly, you know? I feel like kids back, back in the days of Jackass, I feel like the kids are tougher. The kids who grew up off of that, like they're normal human beings right yeah need to bring jackass back well they've got the new movie coming out have you seen that they've got jackass forever or whatever the fuck yeah but we need the show to get these kids Uh that nowadays back on it because yeah dude they start doing stupid shit like that all the time because all they do is watch tv now if they start seeing that they're like Oh, why yeah. not? We just got to do it. We can exactly what we thought our generation. I feel like. Yeah, we got to get Jackass on TikTok. I think that's Ooh, the that's that the big thing. Yeah, that's uh, which this new Jackass movie Bam got fired from. Did you yeah. hear about that? Because of his problems with like staying Drinking, sober and yeah. shit. That is the saddest thing. I know. As someone who legitimately loved that guy, like I loved Viva La Bam, like all that stuff. Like I felt like him and his little friend group were part of my childhood. Yeah, and sad. it's so like the fucking. Dr. Drew rehab stuff and how much like the weight he's like in his face and yeah ooh, it's rough um moving right along from that <laughs> shit uh so you get into high school and did you go to the same high school all four years oh uh, yeah yep okay cool yeah. and this was remind me you've said a thousand school names which was the high, <laughs> know, what was sorry, that high sorry. school <laughs> no uh this was LaSalle Academy LaSalle Academy okay. honestly pe- I I know everyone ever said oh always says this but it was probably some of the best years of my life because yep. that's when people stop giving like the teachers they don't give a fuck in high school yeah they're your and friends you never, yeah. sometimes yeah it's, dude my my senior year all the teachers were your friends senior year especially if you play sports mm-hmm. like I would walk like all my male teachers were coaches so yeah. like I'd walk into my math class like twenty minutes late. And like the track coach was like the teacher. He's like, where were you? He's like, I don't know. Getting my dick sucked. And like he'd laugh. <laughs> like you can literally like joke around with him. Yeah. My religion teacher, he's actually a dean. Like I went back uh, and visited for like we have a Thanksgiving day game mm-hmm. every year. Um, and I actually went to visit and my religion teacher who I kind of didn't like when I was younger because he, he was young too. So like he kind of like would try and like act tough and shit and act like act like broy and like frat mm-hmm. boyish. Yeah. Um, and he was Indian, which was even weirder. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. Yeah, I think he is. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't see color. <laughs> right. Good. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he, like, I would go into his class and, like, I would go to the gym right after, like, go, like, go to spar right after. So, like, I'd have myself with me. And he'd always, he'd be like, come in and be like, yo, let's lace up those gloves. I'll knock you out in front of the entire class right now. I'm like... <laughs> And like I legit would look at him like, all right, I'll fucking put you down in thirty seconds. And the whole class would be like, ooh, and nothing would happen. Yeah. 
Like it that's was weird. So fun. <laughs> yeah, that's very fun. It, it is really. <laughs> weird. It's just weird like, that he's that way. Like yeah. that he's like, uh, like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, like yeah. <laughs> that's. He, he he's. I went back now, and he did kind of like. I think we both matured, like, cause he, like I said, he was like young when yeah. he was there, uh, and now he's actually a dean. Oh wow! Um, which no shit. honestly, like it, it, like after having like, a long conversation with him, I uh, it actually suits him. He's, yeah. he's gonna be really good at that. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, like this high school was great. Yeah, I had a good time. I was just busy. Like did I did so much public school. Public school. So yeah. you went to private school for second, for, first to second. Grade? Kindergarten and first grade. And first second grade. grade, I transferred into. So the private school that I went to was in. So I'm from a small town outside of this city called Springfield, Missouri, which is mm-hmm. the third largest city in Missouri. Um, and we would commute into Springfield to go to the private school, oh, wow. which was like a 30-minute drive every morning, which sucked. Uh, but then second grade, I transferred into Matthews Elementary, which was because the my my original elementary school was called Abundant Life Christian Academy, <laughs> which sounds like a cult. I was <laughs> like, just about to say that. Yeah. Don't yeah. drink the Kool-Aid. Fuck. Yeah. They, yeah. Every day in the cafeteria was Kool-Aid. Um, but then I transferred to Matthews Elementary, which is very Midwest elementary school mm-hmm. sounding. Uh, and it was a great time. So, yeah. My public high school, we had my graduating class was like 400 people, I oh, think. wow. Big class. Yeah. Yeah. Big so class. our school, like... The school district of my hometown is like very like renowned sort of for like academics in our area because mm-hmm. a lot of the other areas are just kind of fucking stupid. Uh, you it's know, Missouri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what do you want? Tom Sawyer's from here. He's fucking a moron. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, so a lot of people who like come in, like move into this area from other parts of this country or state or whatever, move to my hometown mm-hmm. to uh, send their kids there. Because uh, it's like we like win all the statistic, or the standardized test awards and shit. Um, so we had a bigger high school as like a small town outside of the city than a lot of the schools in this, like the in the city. That because mm-hmm. there was like five high schools in Springfield. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I was busy. I just did everything. I did sports. I, I played football. I wrestled a little bit. I did. Uh, I was in theater and choir, and oh, wow. I started. I co-founded our filmmaking club and our improv club. You did it all. Yeah, I would. I always say that it was, I, I loved it because I would get to school at like seven a.m. and not get home until like ten p.m. Like I was out of trouble. All, exactly. Dude, exactly. Yeah. You learn all these things. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, like looks at theater and like improv as like a weird thing in high school. I wish I did that. Yeah. I, especially not where I am now, I wish I learned that. Yeah. Stuff. It's the most fun because it's like. I don't know. I my my thing was because having done both sports and it's like the tough guy sports too. Mm-hmm. Like like being in like a wrestling locker room is very different than being putting your makeup on yeah. before you go do Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, I just th- my favorite thing about the like the duality of that was, and I'm not sure if, if you feel this in like because you're around more and more like comedy people, which mm-hmm. were traditionally more of like a theatery vibe. Yeah. Um, is uh, like Callan. Um, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, is like I would always describe it as my. I make my sports friends laugh. Like I'm like the yeah. clown for my sports friends. My theater friends make me laugh. Like like we we're all making each other laugh because they're weird and dumb and loud like me. Sports guys are all just in there quoting Hot Rod. Like yeah. it's funny. Like locker rooms are hilarious. Like yeah. funny shit happens in there, but. The the bits that we'd get into like backstage or just fucking around at like a rehearsal or some some of that shit I'm like how in the hell were we allowed to have access to like 
a fucking like scaffolding that's like <laughs> like four stories high, yeah. and we're playing like tag on this thing. Like it was fucking dumb. Um, so did you do? Uh, did you go to college? Um, actually, real quick, I do want to touch back on this because okay. you, you said you like you. I'm you said earlier that you did uh, jujitsu and all. Yeah, this. yeah. When you were in high school, is wrestling what got you into doing jujitsu? Like, well, you said you loved uh, MMA since you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um. So my question is like, is that when you really started to try and train? It's the opposite. So jujitsu got me into wrestling. Oh. Because uh, okay. I started, I started doing jujitsu. I did my first class in like, well, funny. I did my first class in eighth grade. So in eighth grade, I went to this gym called Team Fusion. Was the name? It was like we fuse all the martial arts, and it was ran by this scam artist guy that fucking sucks. Um, but I get there, and it's like my dream come true. Like I am like the MMA kid in my school. Like mm-hmm. I wore tap out t shirts. Oh, I God. fucking would like tell everybody like, Are "You guys are gonna watch the Ultimate Fighter tonight?" <laughs> and they're like, "Shut up, that stuff's dumb." And so I was like almost bullied for liking <laughs> MMA. Wow. And uh, I finally go to this gym, and like there's other guys in tap out shirts and they're grown men exactly yeah so i felt like so good at this one practice that i participated in and like i like got to spar with this dude and like got to learn like we learned some like moves and i was like this is it like this is where like i feel great here and then my mom came to pick me up at the end of it i've looked like this since i was in seventh grade by the way Uh, beard and everything facial hair like about this height size everything um so i fit in pretty well like physically with the guys like they didn't beat my ass or whatever like they were easy on me but my mom comes to pick me up and she just sees the type of dudes that are leaving this gym, like bald tattoos, fucking piercings, like, like mid two thousands MMA guys, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I get in the car and I'm just glowing and I'm like, I love that. Like, this was amazing. She's like, you're never coming back here. <laughs> and I cried my eyes out the entire ride home begging her. Like, no, she was like, I thought we were taking you to like a Taekwondo. Like there's going to be an old fat guy, like teaching you how to kick boards. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're doing never back down with some 40 <laughs> year old dude when you're 12. I'm doing never back down with a guy who owns an affliction store. Like it was, oh it was awesome. Uh, so, so that I, was the first and last time you did jujitsu. That was the first time, not the last time. So then whenever I got into high school, like ninth grade, um, we found another gym that was a little more like kid friendly uh, or like they had like teen classes that I never actually took because they didn't ever actually they advertised teen classes, but they didn't have enough teenagers interested. Yeah. So we would just do the adult classes. Um, but it was a little more of like a traditional this school. The, the first place was kind of like a shithole in the wall, like strip mall, like like we're just all fucking each other up like old school uh, Pat Militich's gym. If you know that guy, I, I like those style gyms better. though. Oh, they're great. They're but for a child yeah. whose parents are dropping them off, they'd rather you be at like a nice building with a glass front door with like seating for the parents to watch if they want to yeah. um it was it was actually a 10th planet school uh was the was the better one was really? yeah in ninth grade i started going to springfield uh, there was a 10th planet springfield All right, then and it doesn't get much better than that then. Okay. yeah exactly like eddie i took it i took a seminar from eddie bravo when i was in ninth grade That's sick. yeah he came to our town this was pre all of his shit that he does now other than jujitsu like he had never he hadn't even done rogan i don't think yet or whatever so he was just like this mythical martial arts figure that i was like obsessed with like 10th planet style like the rubber guard and all that stuff mm-hmm. i did that for a little while like a, like a year and a half two years probably and then i had to quit just because my stuff at school got way too much like i was just doing like i just because i thought i was gonna be an mma fighter i told shab this last time you guys were at the haha i was like i remember when 
uh, I remember watching you as a kid on The Ultimate Fighter Season 10 and becoming a fan of you then. And then when you started doing the comedy stuff, I got so pissed because when I was a kid, I wanted to be the comedian MMA fighter. Like, I wanted to be an MMA fighter in the UFC, signed to a contract, but I wanted to be the funny one. I wanted yeah. to be the guy who came out with, like, a clown nose on his face, like, walking to the octagon and all this stuff. And I realized that's never going to happen. They're never going to have someone like that. The worlds won't mix, yeah. uh, which he didn't do that, obviously. It's a very two very different careers, and he was able to separate them very well. But whenever he started doing comedy, I was like, he stole my life. <laughs> you motherfucker. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, man, I like legitimately like was thinking, like, I'm going to fight an amateur fight when I turn 18 and see how that goes and then just keep going. And I never did any of that because I realized – I am okay at this MMA thing. I I like to work at it. I like the you know the study of it. I could see myself not ever probably going pro, like just yeah. skill wise, like in like athletic talent and whatnot. Um, but I just had this like come to Jesus moment when I was around sophomore junior year of high school, where I was like, I'm really good at this performing thing. Like I. Because, you know, I was a lineman on the football team. There's no glory in being a lineman. Yeah. Uh, wrestling team, there's maybe five people in the stands for a dual meet. Like, it was kind of meat and potatoes existence athletically. And I was very middle of the road at everything I did, like, sports-wise. Like, I loved that. I loved my teammates and all that stuff. But I just wasn't very good at it. And yeah. then I step on stage, and I'm, like, the starting quarterback. Yeah. Like everyone's so, there to see you, cheering for you yeah. and your performance. Yeah, it's yeah. a completely different thing. Yeah. So, is that's what I also wanted to ask you about mm. is you said you got into theater when you were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So I start. I took like a class in junior high, but the teacher sucked. So I didn't really take it seriously. Me and my mm-hmm. friends just kind of fucked off. Um, but then in high school we got really into it. Yeah. And is that when you like, you really realized you wanted to go out to LA to pursue comedy? Yeah. So it was like the seeds of that were there. It was mostly what I was thinking in my head was, I'm having fun with my friends. I'm just like, we were weird. We like playing characters, doing musicals, like singing songs, all this shit. Like, this is just dumb fun. But then my junior year, we took a trip, a school trip to New York City. And the biggest city I had ever been to at that point was St. Louis. So, yeah, it was like a school sponsored, like a field trip, like basically for like a week in New York City. Do you do all the touristy shit? Absolutely. It was like we you paid like a company to like (laughs) it was like, all right. And today we're going to take this thing to the Statue of Liberty. And we're going to we saw three Broadway shows while we were there. Like it was a sick trip. Like it was super fun. Uh, We like and it changed my life like that trip made New York City and therefore like show business real to me because before then when you're a kid so far away from the coast so far away from LA or New York or anything Mm -hmm. it's a fantasy it's like not even real you don't know anyone who even lives in places like that no one lives there what are you talking about that's in TV and movies so that trip made me go fuck I think I can do this. Like, I love it here. I love the energy, which I'd always wanted to be a comedian. From the time I was a child, I wanted to be a comedian because I saw, uh, and uh, listeners, cover your ears. You've heard this story every episode. Um, my, like, comedy origin story thing mm-hmm. is when I was three years old, I saw the movie The Mask Great with Jim Carrey. Great movie. My favorite movie. Great movie. Yeah. It... And I just, my little brain, I vividly remember this, being three years old and thinking, that adult is acting like a cartoon character. He's acting like a Looney Tunes character that I love. 
I want to be like him when I'm grown up. Why aren't more people like him? He's having fun. He's making people laugh. And so from that moment on, I wanted to be the funny kid. Like I wanted to be funny. I wanted to make people laugh. And then I saw um, Dave Chappelle's Killing Him Softly when I was Longer like three years old. No, oh, when I was I was like five, okay. five or six. Jesus, I feel right? like that's still pretty young. Too right? young, way too young. But Comedy yeah. Central used to run. Uh, stand-up specials after midnight with no edits and no like no nothing bleeped out so I was at my grandparents house one summer and I was I was I've always like been a night owl I stay up late so I would turn on Comedy Central and that was the first stand-up special I ever watched and I just see this guy I didn't even know what stand-up was I just see a guy standing on a stage with a microphone in his hand tell like making a theater full of people laugh so that next school year when I was I was going into kindergarten um we were drawing pictures. The, the, the assignment was draw a picture of what you want to be when you grow up. And, you know, all the other kids did firefighter, cowboy, whatever the fuck. I drew a picture of myself on a stage with a mic in my hand like this telling jokes for a room full of people. And I got in trouble for that. They called my parents because I had drawn also because I started watching stand-up specials on Comedy Central. I had drawn a bar. It was like a comedy club bar. In the audience, like there was like a little bark top with a guy behind it washing a glass with the name with the label bar over the top of like like a sign that said bar over the top, and they're like, "How does he know what a bar is?" Because <laughs> this is the Christian school. Yeah. So I honestly thought you were gonna say that you were calling yourself black in it because that's all you saw was Dave Chappelle. Oh right. Saw that. Uh, I have to paint my skin. <laughs> That's, that's, that's like, uh, yeah, why does your son think that he's brown or black? Well, I, I saw, yeah, you know, I watched Dave Chappelle and then uh, Eddie Griffin and uh, Eddie Murphy, all the Eddies. I watched yeah. all the, and I was just like, oh, that's what you have to look like. Yeah. Uh, no. So, that yeah, that's like my little. But going back, dude, old Jim Carrey, back like around the mask. Yeah, Have you man. ever seen Liar, Liar? Yeah. I feel like. One of my favorite movies. movies. Yeah. I just showed my. Uh, I just rewatched it the other day. Showed my brother. Yeah, it's still one of the best movies. Hilarious. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Have you? So you've seen me, myself, and Irene. I saw that movie at the scare. The scariest night of my life. I watched that movie. Uh, <laughs> I was in third grade at a birthday party of sixth graders. So it was the worst night of my life to this day. Like, and I have had some pretty horrific nights. I drink a lot, and. <laughs> I was, it was my dad's best friend's son who I had like kind of grown up with and he was three years older than me and it was his birthday party. He was turning like 12 or however old it was and I was in third grade and they thought it was a good idea to let me spend the night with these animals. These kids taught me words I had never known. They bullied. I was essentially just bullied for 12 hours straight. (laughs) Like it was horrible, but they put on me, myself and Irene and that was like, because everyone was quiet during the movie. (laughs) So yes, I have seen it. Have you fun little fact about that filmed in Rhode Island? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he's a Rhode Island State Trooper in it. He is. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm remembering. I literally that was the only time I've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. That's funny. I, that's I remember seeing that, and I was confused as the scene where he uh, takes a piss after he has sex, and like the pee sprays everywhere. Do you remember that part? Where are they inside? Like where are they? At? It's at a hotel room, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, it's burned into my brain. 
Like, it, like it's like purple. Like I think the room is like purple. No, I don't maybe know. I don't. I don't know the color of the room. Yeah, but I, yeah, he, I, re- I remember the weird things of it. Like, yeah, yeah. He um, they like he like had sex with the girl when he was like the alter oh, ego. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes to pee and it's like flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. And he asks her like, "Why am I peeing? Like I just had sex." And I was like, "What does that mean?" And then I learned <laughs> like when I learned what that was, I was like, "It's the me myself when I read thing." <laughs> like. <laughs> So yeah, the male anatomy, man, it's an amazing thing. Um, what were we talking about before this little trip down Chances Lane? Oh, college. What was? Oh, yeah. Did you do college? Um, sorry to derail you. No, um, please. This shows anything. I did a year and a half at Santa Monica College. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. out here. Okay. Uh, for business and advertising, I wanted to get the fuck out of Rhode Island uh, right after high school because my both my brothers were already out here. Yeah. And. Home is gonna always be home, and I knew if I didn't get out at that time, then I would never get out. Yeah, I worked at a bar throughout high school, mm-hmm. uh, a local bar. Like all my friends, like all my older friends would go there. Uh, yeah. that like would have fake IDs and they all drink. Like it was owned by uh, like a guy who's just a guy's guy. Like everyone knew who he was. Yeah, he's a fucking man. He was a. Cr- he actually ended up being a the Cranston City Councilman, which is like a, the town next to where I grew up. Yeah, the one he's to this day he kept. He honestly kept me out of trouble in high school because I would work for him. And it's because I worked for him so much, I wouldn't be able to go to parties and do stupid shit, which I liked. I would have done a lot more stupid shit if him and his name's Ed Brady. I'll shout him out. Shout out Ed Brady. Um, And his friend Justin Erickson. Uh, they, they took me under their wing. Like I learned a lot. Uh, my first body shot was off of a stripper they brought back from the strip club uh, to close the restaurant. So that was interesting. I was 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Good. But, yeah, I forgot what I was saying real quick. Uh, uh, you wanted to get out of there. Oh, yeah. You, sorry, you wanted sorry, to get sorry. away from this. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, working at that bar, I would just always like see, like, they would always ask how my brothers were because it's Rhode Island small. Everyone knows each other. Everyone knew my brothers were out. So anytime like an older person would be like, "Yeah, how are your brothers doing out in LA?" Like I tell them, they're like, "Yeah, you know, I've always tried to like, you know, go out and try something new, but I just never brought myself to do it." Everyone always talks about getting out of the state, yeah. or they'll get out of the state for like six months and then move back. I did not want to try. I did not want to be stuck in that state forever. My parents were my parents were very encouraging. They're like, "You will always be here. You have us." If it doesn't work out, right? Just give it a shot. See what the world has to offer. And same with Ed. Uh, he tried to be an actor out in L.A. He actually moved out with uh, his best fr- his childhood best friend, uh, John Ryan Jr. And uh, John Ryan Jr. actually is crushing it right now. Really? He convinced Mike Tyson to come out of retirement to fight Roy Jones. He's wow. Ha- he does a lot with Mike Tyson. He's actually really good friends with uh, Keenan Thompson. He's been doing like a bunch of work with him. Oh, um, that's fucking badass. Dude, he's trans, like small town, like small, like East Coast guy, the nicest person. He's always been there for us when I, when we've been out here. He's the homie. And uh, he's produced like big movies like Bill and Ted, uh, Bill and Ted 2. Wow. Um, yeah, so he's killing it. So Ed Ed had moved out here and like he obviously moved back, but he's like, no, look, he's like, you'll love it out there. You have to give it a shot. So... I went to Santa Monica College for advertising and marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something my dad did his whole life. So something I liked, like I liked, I liked writing skits. And in my head, like if I could write a funny enough, like I liked writing funny skits. Yeah, like, yeah. What's a way to get this on TV and get paid for? Maybe if I can work a way to 
put someone's product, put product, uh, product placement, brand yeah, it, yeah. then I'd be able to like get my work on TV and maybe even act in them. Like it was very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. So I did a year and a half at Santa Monica College because uh, financial reasons uh, for mm-hmm. my father. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, but he also at time. Like, let me just go back on this real quick. There were t- I just want to say there were times like where we were very well. And then times like where we were very broke. Yep. And uh, I'm grateful for both. I'm glad I was able to get to live both. I'm definitely glad that most of the time we were broke, but my dad always found a way to provide. Yep. So um, I'm very grateful for that. I'd rather have grown up the way I did struggling at times than be comfy. It makes you a more interesting person. And it makes you more hungry and have a hunger drive. Exactly. Like if someone's, all my friends back home, they're all still like either live with their parents like or... Like, don't have jobs or just fucking fucking yeah. around. Yeah. Um, Me, like, dude, I had a... Part of the reason I got the job in high school was because I also wanted... Like, I felt bad asking my parents for money when I would see them struggling to, like... Like, it, they sent my oldest brother to a prep school from 8th grade to senior year of high school. So, we had some money, but, the, like I said, mo- like, meanwhile, our lights were shut off in our house and, like, shit like yep. that. But my dad always found a way to provide, so... And right now he's fucking killing it with crypto, so oh, maybe he can yeah. fucking pay my fucking college tuition <laughs> so I can go back to school. No, I'm just kidding. I don't need to go back to school. Yeah, it's yeah. a waste. But hey, me and him both. I got three thousand Doge coins sitting on that phone there. Fuck so. yeah, dude! Crypto's <laughs> taking over. Yeah, it is. But um, so I did a year. I it was kind of dope. I got to do a year of uh college, and then the half was kind of unsanctioned. Like I literally just showed up to class. Oh, uh, cool. I didn't pay. Yeah. My teacher, like, just let me show up. That's she was sick. a smoke show, too, yeah. <laughs> um, which was part of the reason I was taking a bird scooter three miles every day. Um, I didn't even, like, I, I knew. I was like, this isn't going to count for me going trying to, because I wanted to transfer to UCLA or Loyola. I was like, oh, wow. I, was like, I know these aren't going to count towards my credits, but I'll still go. I'm, like, waking up at, like, 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Birding to school, like, dude, just for this one teacher. <laughs> but um, the advertising, once I learned what I needed to learn, like I, like, I learned how to format scripts, how to pitch them and everything. That's when I realized I didn't need to go to school anymore, so it wasn't a big deal. And then actually before, like during COVID and before COVID hit, like is when I really started to do like really like like fine uh fine tune my skits like, okay. from, or commercials. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually in talks with Miller Light about selling them a commercial. Uh, then COVID hit and shut all that down, and I yep. kind of just abandoned that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that it blindsided all of yeah. us. I think in that way, but well, that then, sucks. The one good thing about it, what about COVID that came was instead of writing skits for companies, now I was just we do we got big on TikTok. We started doing it like that, so it was like yeah, a yeah. lot of fun, and it kept me from being bored. Yeah, like, and like miserable. Absolutely, no. That was uh, yeah, a lot of like cool creative shit like came out of it because we all had time to just be still and like yeah. put all of our thoughts into like action. So. Um, at what, when did you, how did you get like mixed up with the fighter and the kid and like all that stuff? So honestly, it's, uh, kind of interesting. I, I've known Brendan and Brian for about, since I moved out here. Okay. Um, cause I didn't know them well. Like I would see B in the gym and be like, Hey, like in passing. Cause his he, striking coach, Tony Jeffries, mm-hmm. Olympic uh, bronze medalist, yep. uh, owned this gym called Boxmer and that me and my brothers would actually go to. Oh, okay. I know about that from the podcast. I've yeah. listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we w- would go to Boxmer and Brendan would always go to the one in Santa Monica. I'm assuming it's when he lived in Venice. Uh-huh. Um, and he would always, it was back when he had his purple Porsche. He would pull up 
just get out and I was always terrified of him. Yeah. Because he's this massive dude. Big dude. Massive force just walking through the gym, headphones on, didn't really say anything to anybody and he would just go and tee off on the bag. Yeah. Professional fighter. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like interesting and then I remember one, there was an Alzheimer's benefit that Brendan, I, I'm assuming it was when Fighter and the Kid was like really starting to pop off like in the beginning because uh, he had Callan up come and be like they were auctioning off trainers and like Callan was like the host of it and I actually somewhere on my Instagram I have a picture with Brian uh 2017 and oh wow yeah on that day and that day was when I talked to the first time I talked to Brendan as well because uh he I saw him wearing a CU Boulder hat and my best friend from uh home goes to CU Boulder so I just went and started talking about that and he was the nicest human being. Yeah. Like, I immediately, like, he, like, was talking to me about, my, like, my story about how I got out here and everything. And it was great. And then what's so trippy uh, about, like, I think it was the last fight companion we did, like, where we had, uh, it was the morning one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on that day specifically, you know what time hop is? Mm-hmm. I got the notification that four years ago, on that day... I had met Brian Cowan and wow. I was sitting across from him eating lunch when I notified, like when I was looking at my time hop and I just see the picture of me and him and I just looked up and see him sitting across the table because he was like telling me a story about something. <laughs> I just like looked down and he was just talking to me. I was like, this is so fucking surreal. Wow. And then, Dude. Yeah. That's like some fucking the universe shit. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And then even crazier, what got me hooked up with them was when... When I first came out here, Gianni was like big into podcasts and stand-up, and he was a huge fan of Theo Vaughn. He sh- mm-hmm. introduced me to Theo. Yeah, yeah. And like, No, like, I mean, comedy-wise, not personally either, which yeah. he did that as well. Actually, yeah. I'm taking credit on this. I introduced them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because we, like, he would just play his podcast all the time. Like, he had his album, his like, stand-up album on Apple Music, and I remember there was just this one, it was 30 pound bag of hamster bones was the name of the album. <laughs> Yeah. It's of course of it was favorite, one of my favorite fucking albums like or i don't know like what you call a stand-up thing on apple music but yeah. one of my favorite things from theo there's this red uh red house barbecue to ha- into hatchby california the rank the best barbecue in all of california okay hour and a half away i just like whenever when we first moved out here we would just drive up there and just listen to theo on repeat and it like i just fell in love with comedy and theo and then we actually went to see Theo at the Hollywood Improv, mm-hmm. and he was he absolutely murdered. And I went up to him and asked for a picture after. Yeah. And I got a picture with him, and then I was with him. Same situation with Callan. I got a picture mm-hmm. with him, and then four years later, I'm in his studio. Yeah. But um, I so like we got to talking, and like I introduced Gianni. That's why I'm taking credit because Gianni was standing right there. Of course. Um, and then Gianni went away. So a couple months passed, Gianni went away to film the movie Ma Mm -hmm. and that took place in Natchez, Mississippi. And one of the PAs on the film actually was good friends with Theo and knew Theo. And Gianni had said in passing as a girl, like if Theo's looking for a new like producer or booker, like dude, tell him I'll work for free. Like I'll do whatever he needs me to do. And then Theo emailed him and then they became like really close. Like, Theo, when Gianni and I were at the game, Theo was talking to Gianni, called Gianni during the Chargers game to tell him about the fights last night. Damn. Because he went and saw him and everything. Like, so seeing, like, just going from listening to Theo in the car in our drives to seeing him at the Hollywood Improv to, like, listening to this past weekend and then 
to actually like I met Poirier through Theo because Gianni I wouldn't go to the studio with him a lot, but there were a couple times like where I would go to this past weekend studio and like, I'd see Nick and I'd see Theo and like I was still so new. I'd be like, oh my god, like this is fucking insane. Like yeah. it's like it was unbelievable, dude. So fuck. That's how. So since Gianni knew Theo, Gianni got uh, Theo introduced Gianni to like Santino, Dalia. Stefano Brennan to like for social media because Gianni was doing his helping with his social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Gianni started to help Brennan with his social media. Sorry, he started to help him with his social media because he while he was doing Chrissy D's at the time. Okay. Um. So and then Brennan said to Gianni, uh, I was asking Gianni if he knew anyone who could take over uh, the Farting the Kid Instagram page because he was looking for someone new because all the stuff with Cat, all the work she was doing, she just didn't want the content to go down. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't like felt like she couldn't put all of her attention to keep it intact while she was had all of her own shit to do. Right. So, um, Brennan, my brother was like, yeah, like my brother, I was working back in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved back for a year. I was supposed to be back for a week. Got a job working at a gun store uh, during COVID. And I stayed working there instead of collecting unemployment on my couch because I it was just something for me to do. I could fuck around with my friends. I was making yeah. money. And I was looking for jobs in LA. I was waiting for my like chance to come back. Yeah, yeah. And then one day I'm at work and I get a group chat text from Brendan and Gianni and it's a random number and it's like, yo. And then I get a text from my brother in the group chat. Me, this is uh, Brendan. Uh, we're in possible talks about you running the Instagram account for the fighter and the kid. And I knew what the fighter and the kid was at this point because it was last year. So like I had obviously matured through podcasts. Like I listened to fighter and the kid like in the car on the way to sound, on the way to college. Like mm-hmm. all the time. Like I listened to mm-hmm. uh, congratulations, Tiger Belly, everything. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. Uh, so Brendan and I just like talked for a little bit and then I, and you know us like younger generations like Instagram is very easy to figure out. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess Brennan liked like my vibe and liked what I had to offer. And then he just offered me the job. Damn. Yeah. And then, so he offered me that plus King and the Sing to do the social media for. And I think not even a week after I had the job, like I quit, like not even a week to pack up everything. I had quit my job the yep. day I got that text Yep. Uh, and packed up everything and moved right back. Wow. Didn't even, I don't even think I saw my grandparents before I flew back. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just so, there, there was a girl I was seeing. I did, the most fucked up thing is the girl I was seeing, I didn't even tell her I was going back to LA. She just bounced. I just dipped. And my friends had, like, there was enough time for my friends to have a whole going away party for me. Like, oh, they surprised boy. me with a whole going away party. I didn't invite the girl and I forgot to tell her that was a leave. Oh, uh, well, if you're listening right <laughs> now, he's sorry. I'll say. I'm seeing it when I come back. So. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. It's we perfect. still talk. We still talk. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, One of those. But yeah, and uh, damn. When I went, I was nervous the first time I uh, was going to fighting the kid. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, this was back when Malik, and I know everything. Like Malik and like, past is the past. Like I can't speak on that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know too much about it. I don't want to involve myself in it. It's between them. Uh, but he was the, actually the first person to kind of be very welcoming. Uh, cause I remember my first day, like Brendan wasn't there yet. Uh, Chappelle was, Chappelle honestly was kind of weird at first to me. Like, yeah. like I think like he was just very guarded uh-huh. cause like I, I didn't really know Chappelle. Right. Like I didn't feel like I knew him until I saw him do stand up. Gotcha. Like, I like, I was like, Oh, this is how he really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ever since then him and I have bet like him and I are tight. 
Yeah. But now, and like, he's great. I love him. Great like, dude. I, he's the nicest human being. Like the most supportive. Like I, could do a backflip. Could yeah. do a backflip. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember Brendan coming in, and I like stood up to like shake his hand and introduce myself, and just the impo- like the stature that he had, I was terrified. Yeah. Like, he's just such a big dude. I didn't know what to expect. And he just dapped me up, gave me a hug. He's like, what's up, dog? Like, the nicest human being. Mm-hmm. Three days, like, I don't know if he'll mind on me speaking about this, but uh, good guy alert. Uh, mm-hmm. Brendan gets a lot of hate. But what people don't yeah. know is he is the nicest, most down-to-earth, caring human being I've never ever met. I'm not saying this just because I work for him. I'm saying this because... When I first came out here, like I said, I didn't have that much notice, so I didn't have that much money saved up. And I was wor- like, I asked him if I could get an advance on my pay. And I was like, if I get uh, advance on this by next month, I'll be good. He's like, okay, um, I'm going to send you $1,500 of my own money. And uh, that's not going to be coming out of your check. So I hadn't even worked a day on- for him really yet. He sent me 1500 of his own money, and I was still getting my check at the end of the month. Damn. Um. Without even knowing me, really. Yeah. And then, like, just another, like, another example of how great of a guy he is. Uh, you know how you know how I got into the accident. Mm-hmm. Literally, I think maybe one or two days after he performed at the haha. Yep. Uh, he went behind my back and texted my brother. He's like, "Listen, I know your brother's too proud, but if he needs help paying to fix his car, let me know and I'll take care of it." Oh my god. So I will literally take a bullet for Brendan. I mean, he's shown me nothing but love, loyalty, and respect, and I can't, like, I have, like, I have nothing but that for him. Yeah. I mean, like, I felt like I was in- initiated the second day, third day of filming. Uh, they actually got me a that red fighter and the kid, like, that was like one of the last ones they had, and they gave it to me, and like that was like my initiation, and it's. Ever since then, like, it's just been, like, a family. Like, I don't even feel like I'm going to work anymore. Dude. Like, I'm going to hang out with my friends, my fan. Like, they feel like family. Cat, Chin. Cat, Chin feels like a fucking dad to me sometimes. Yeah. Same with Callan. Dude. Um, Callan, Callan, too. Like, when he came in, he was the, like, he was very ball bossery. And, like, mm-hmm. I, he wasn't standoffish like Chappelle was. Like, he was just guarding, like, in a way, like, where he didn't trust, like, me to be. Like, he had to put on this fake self to, like, make sure you, like. Testing you a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then now, like, he doesn't give a fuck. He actually, like, he's like, like, he's very nice to me, very caring as well. Uh, With the accent thing, like, he actually, my mother, I don't want to get into it too much because it's sad, but she had a heart attack. Mm. Perfectly fine now. Yeah. Um, funniest thing, same day the car accident was. Jesus, man. Yeah. So (laughs) I use that to soften the blow to my dad. Uh, he's like, what? I was like, yeah, I got into a car accident. He's like. I don't give a fuck. Your mom just had a heart attack. I got to go. I was like, okay, go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but, oh, funny thing about this is uh, I told Brendan about the car. Didn't tell uh, my brother because my car's in my brother's name. I make the payments. Got it. Um, okay. So I didn't tell him. And I also didn't tell him about the heart attack because my mom's heart attack because he was on set. So I didn't want right. him to worry about it. So I show up to the studio and uh, I tell him, I tell Brendan, I was like, yeah, I was like, don't tell him about the car accident yet. Like, I need to handle it. Um, and I think it like went over his head. And then I told him about the heart attack as well. <laughs> and then like all of a sudden I get a call from my brother. And I was like, yo, what's good? He's like, mom had a heart attack? 
I look at Brendan. He's like, yeah, my bad. Like, he, he didn't even hear my brother. I just look at him. He's like, yeah, my bad. But I told my brother, what Brendan apparently texted my brother. was like, hey, man, I'm so sorry to hear about your mother. I hope she's okay. And my brother texted him back. He's like, wait, what the fuck happened to my mom? Oh, no. He's like, oh, shit. Talk to your brother. Same situation with the car, though. He's like, he's like, hey, man, so, I was like, I heard your, bro- uh, your, brother's, uh, your brother's okay, right? He got in that accident. He's like, what do you mean he got in that accident? He's like, talk to your brother. So he fucked me twice that week. Oh, come on, Shop. That's, that is, uh, that's like a fucking little sketch in and of itself yeah. right there. Like, oh, all the bad news goes through this very famous man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Callan, like, Callan, Chin actually texted me that night to, like, check up on my mother, which I thought yeah. was very sweet. Um, Damn, man. Yeah. Callan, like, the next, like, week and a half, every time he saw me, he would ask how my mom was doing, how she was feeling. Yeah. Um, And then Callan actually offered, uh, first time we had Eric Griffin on when I was there. Eric Griffin was talking about how he read for this movie that I had also read for that we talked about after. And I made a joke to him saying, I was like, yeah, I was like, he's like, oh, who'd you read for? I was like, oh, Ray, I was like, Ray Romano's kid. Uh, clearly, I didn't get it. Otherwise, you would have known. And like, <laughs> he started laughing. And then Callan got all serious. He's like, listen. And he said this the other day on the phone. We had a 20, 30-minute conversation because I was helping him with how to post an Instagram reel. Adorable. Can you get any older? <laughs> right? <laughs> like he's like, hey, how do I uh how do I post this? What do I like, click on this thingy? I'm like, Although Chappelle did ask me Chappelle did FaceTime me and ask me how to put a link in his uh story. These guys need to Um so yeah, that's that's <laughs> you're that. doing more for them than you know. <laughs> yeah. They think I'm fucking Steve Jobs. Yeah, when yeah. Like, when really I just know very yeah. basic Instagram stuff. Yeah. But uh Callan actually I was telling him, I was like, listen, you call me all hours. You can I'll answer like if you ever need help. And he's like, No, same thing. He's like, if you ever need help with a self tape or an audition, come to my house. Like I'll coach you. He's like, Don't go to anyone else. Don't do a self tape with your brother. Don't do it. He's like, I've been in this industry a long time. Let me teach you. He's like I, he told me he taught Bradley Cooper, Will Arnett, like all these people. I was like, so that was like a really surreal moment for me that I was like, I'm I grew up watching Callan too. Yeah. Entourage. Like one thing that he always gets happy. Like I think the first time I mentioned it was the happiest I've seen, like the biggest smile I've seen him in. Yeah. Like we were talking about his credits. I was like, Oh, I was like, Entourage. I was like, I fucking loved you in Entourage. And he, he kind of turned like, that smile. I was like, what? Really? Uh, and then dude, I think the first time he saw the picture of me and Callan was on fighter and the kid. Uh-huh. They pulled up my Instagram for something. And they were scrolling through. There was, and when I first moved to LA, I saw Paulie Shore, uh, Clark Duke, Kylan, uh, Theo, like, and uh, Ari wow. Shafir. Yeah, it was all my Instagram. Delia. Yeah, like, it was all like just like all of them, like within like a month span. Uh-huh. And like they, uh, I just see them scroll, and they clicked on the picture of Kylan. Yeah, yeah. And I just see Callan is he's like, oh, that's that's cool. When was this? Like he was like genuinely happy. I was like, yeah. wow. I was like these. Like I was like, that's when you realize like you they are just human beings. And like when they meet fans, like it is like a big deal to them. Yeah, you know. But like it's Damn, it, dude, like it's a big deal. Like just to like be in that room with them now, like it's insane. It is insane, and I. So here's the thing: you were talking about like how good of a guy Brendan is. Mm-hmm. I have experienced that firsthand. Like. Him, whenever he like came through the haha that first time, and every time he's come back, it's like the key's the nicest, most genuine, yeah. like biggest name too. Like mm-hmm. that is that way. Like just the the things that he's like said to me, like just in passing, like just talking to me, like like you said, like he he looks you in. The, he's like he's in it with yeah. you. He includes you. He's yeah. like I think he has a good sense for people that aren't fucking insane that he can yeah. like actually like kind of vibe with a little. And he is just such a 
Yeah, like he let me go up on his show. Yeah. Like, and it was it, it, hysterical. By the way, the first time I saw you do comedy, I fucking loved it. Oh yeah, the yeah. screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone was getting murdered, but nope, nope. <laughs> that audience was hell. No, uh, that was uh, yeah, man. He's just like, I don't think he even realizes what his kindness means to an yeah. up and coming like young person like me because it's few and far between. Yeah. with that shit. And when I told him this last time, you guys were through. Um, we, I don't know. It was like after, oh, it was after the second show. We were just sitting around in the green room, like kind of waiting for the meet and greet to start. And we, they were just, we were all talking in a circle. And I was like, I don't want to sound like a dork, but the, I've been listening to The Fire and the Kid since you guys started doing it. So when you guys are just, when I'm just sitting in this green room and not even talking, not even a part of the conversation, just listening, I feel like I'm sitting inside of an episode of one of my favorite podcasts and it is the most fun. Like I, uh, yeah, man, it's that, that whole world that you guys have, have over there and have created. It's like just the coolest thing to me. The the new studio, the thick boy brand, like all that stuff is, I'm just so glad that it's all blowing up the way it yeah, is. I am too. I mean, like I like like you said, I think the one thing that makes Brendan different from all the comedians, especially in that aspect of because no matter how good the comedians are, they're not all going to be like really, really like as genuine. I feel like right. I may be speaking on a turn. Like I, you, there may be some comedians that are actually genuinely nice, but like the thing that I think that makes Brendan so humble and genuine is his career as a UFC fighter mm-hmm. there's nothing more humbling as that exactly so I you're think in your that, underwear fighting another grown man yeah yeah so I think that and he's just uh, have you you met Jay yeah Jay is literally <laughs> the exact same as him yep they are both the meanest looking motherfuckers mm-hmm. huge the most happy well not they can be Jay can be a little <laughs> angry I've heard thank god I haven't seen it because I'd be terrified oh. actually I did see when the guy pissed himself at the haha. Oh yeah, I pissed myself seeing Jay get that angry. J- the way the, f- the Jay moved like fucking Brian Urlacher out yeah. of that room because I came in. I was the one who told you guys about it. I stormed into the green room and I was because I thought a fight was happening because two. It was just a table of people standing up yelling and I was like, oh shit, there's a fight in the showroom. I run and I go, hey, they're fighting out there. And Jay, I hadn't even put the period on my sentence and Jay has yeah. passed me like he's out there. Dude, he moved me out of the way. Yeah. To move, like he legit, like he walked up to me behind me because I think I had gone out. Yeah. He walked by me like I was just like watching the table. He picks me up, moves me, and then walked up. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. But no, they're just sweethearts of guys. And it's like that. You're right. He does get a lot of hate. And I have always, I've always been confused by it. And having met him it's like i'll never say a bad thing about that guy yeah. ever i i hadn't before it, it, yeah just i i just really respect and look up to yeah. him and he's just a great dude listen brendan could fire me just for no reason brendan can do just be like you know what fuck you you're fired yeah tomorrow and the, i would still there is nothing bad i could say about him yeah i've never seen him treat anyone bad i've seen i've never seen him being mean to anybody he's just nice to everyone around him and i think that's why the dynamic with him and Chappelle works because Chappelle is nice. like everyone in that studio is fucking super nice. Yeah. Like it's crazy working and working out with them has like really brought me, Brian, um, Brendan and Chappelle and Mark closer because it's not like you're just at the studio, just working and like hanging out, like doing podcasts and like business, like right. creative ideas. Like I got to like really like see him like when he's off or where he's not on, like entertaining, like when you're just mm-hmm. hanging out at the gym, like, and it's, 
Like, it's gotten us a lot closer, which I love. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, you are living inside of a dream right now. And I don't know if you've realized that or if you feel that, but it's kind of like you said, it feels like you're going to see your friends, and that's your job. And that is honestly all I think anyone could ever hope for. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I'm glad the drive is, like, 45 minutes, because, like, I'll be driving there, and, like, halfway there, halfway Honestly, it happened, like, even when we were in Santa Monica, like, I'd be driving there, like, I'd just look look out the window, see downtown LA, see, like, like the Santa Monica, I'd be like, I'm on the way to hang out with literally just comedians and a laugh all day. Like, yep. every, like, I thought that would wear off. Even on the way to fucking the studio now, six months later, I still get, the, like, I'll think about it on the way there, or I'll even just randomly think about it. Like, I thought about it going to fight comedians, like, I'm going to hang out with... Chris D'Elia, Brian Callen, Brendan Schaub, and Rob Deerdick. Yeah. Like, and I just That's get your goosebumps day. every fucking time. Like, I, like, I feel like I have to pinch myself once a day like on my way to the studio. Yeah, man. It's just unbelievable, and I'm entirely grateful for the opportunity that I've been given. Like, I really wouldn't be here without my brother. Uh, yeah. So I do, as much as I give him shit for it, because he always says, like, oh, yeah. you wouldn't be here without me, like, yeah, to bust my yeah, balls. Yeah. He's right. I wouldn't. So I do appreciate the opportunity I've been given. Yeah. Well, shout out to Gianni. Watch yeah. Power on Stars. Fucking no, no, whatever. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. Yeah. The shout out is enough, the right? Sh- yeah. He's he's got enough going for him. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, uh, this is we've come to sort of the the last question of the show. I Am always I gay? what? what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I know the answer. Uh, I always ask the same thing at the end of every episode, and uh, I never, I never let you know ahead of time because I like to catch people in the okay. moment. Um, if you could go back in time to a version of Christian when he was at his most lost, his most directionless, uh, I always describe it as if as you're climbing up a mountain and your map just got blown out of your hands by the wind. If you could go back to that version of yourself, you don't have to specify or say when it is. Mm-hmm. It could have been a week ago, it could have been a year ago, whatever the fuck. And you could just rip a hole open in space and time, poke your current self's head out, and yell a piece of advice. Just a concise piece of advice to your past self at his most lost to keep, uh, motivate him to keep going. What would you tell yourself? First off, wow, this is a great fucking question. I just got goosebumps because from the question because I was just thinking about the times. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that is a great question. Um, if my advice I would give him is just, how, like, how, do I, is there like a limit? Or I, no, just, all right, perfect. So, just uh, something you could yell like in one go. Honestly, like, I honestly would just be like at all, like not even advice. It'd just be like, because I, I was reckless when I was a kid. I probably wouldn't have even listened to myself, if I'm being honest. Um, and honestly, like I learned to live life without regrets and just move forward like because honestly i also look at it like everything no matter what good or bad led to where i am here so my my advice to my past self would be listen no matter how tough it gets it work it all works out in the end it's worth it there's you just got to keep doing you um yeah like no like don't change who you are like don't worry about shit like just Keep doing you and it all just works out. Keep working hard and shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's like, a good one. It all works out. Yeah. Fucking A. It's worth it. That's right. We are where we are and that's all where we can be. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Fuck yeah, Hell man. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's it. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, um, of course, dude. Thanks for yeah, having me on. For I, sure, brother. Um, what? Uh, where do you want the kids to be able to find you on social media? Uh, where, you can find out? me on 
Instagram at cpalo6. And I mean, I don't do TikTok anymore, but if you really want to go look at my old videos, uh, just because I'm at 10K and I want to get a little more, uh, it's christian.paolo. Hey, all right. And those will all be in the description of the episode as well. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye.